Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Well, goodness, it's been a week, I tell you. The party never stops around here. So after we got through all of the stuff I shared with you in the last episode, then our daughter, our new daughter, Ivy, um, at two weeks old, caught RSV, which is going around like crazy in the summer, although it's a fall slash winter illness. I'm assuming it's because of all the lockdowns and getting out and about and being around people that it's kind of just picked up in in an exponential way. Anyway, our little two-week-old daughter, I took her to the doctor this past week and ended up having to be hospitalized. So it was just yet another kink in a whole weeks upon weeks of kinks. (laughs) Just, it's been pretty nightmarish, honestly. A struggle is putting it mildly. When you're going through pregnancy and then you give birth and then the trauma to your body, you know, when it doesn't go as planned, and then rehospitalization for physical reasons and children that are sick and leaving children at home and not being able to have them come and visit. All of the emotion wrapped up in that, all of the, the past trauma that not only I have experienced, but my entire family, it was just a whirlwind of deep, deep sorrow and anxiety and grief. And so to go back to the hospital again was almost more than I could stand. I remember walking out of the office to that appointment where I had taken little Ivy and I was just taking her from the office over to the hospital. I remember that I felt like I was just going to fall down. Like I couldn't hardly breathe. Just a full-on panic attack. And I later learned at that moment that across town, 
my mom had been praying for me that the Lord would strengthen my inner man. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about God strengthening our inner man. And that is a a very precious verse to me because I think my inner man is the part of me or my inner woman, (laughs) my inner person is the part of me that struggles so. It's the part of me that kind of goes back and forth between being a functional adult that can handle things and trust God to reverting back to that traumatized child that went through so much for so long and that doesn't possess the ability to keep handling things. And so when difficult times come, it's easy for my inner person to revert back to being that traumatized, incapable little girl. Maybe you feel that way as well, where you think, I can't handle this thing in my life, or I can't handle one more whatever it is. And I just want to pray over you and encourage you that God can strengthen your inner person. And I know that as my mom prayed, it wasn't like it instantaneously, you know, I was better. I always like to stress that because that's not the goal. The goal isn't that when we're in hard times and we pray that we're miraculously out of the hard time. No, the goal is that when we're in hard times, we find the strength to take the next step despite our feelings and despite our circumstances, making the choice to trust God. And so friends, I want to pray just right now, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would touch each person that's listening to this podcast that is feeling weak and incapable, Lord, inside, in their internal inner person. Lord, that you would give them a sense of your presence, that you would open their eyes to be able to see you, Father. And I'm not referring to a physical manifestation of you, Lord, as much as I am a spiritual perception and clarity of your presence in their life. God, I pray that you would strengthen weak knees and that you would provide hope to everyone that is in a situation where they are feeling incapable and weak. I thank you, Lord, that you will answer these prayers because you long to come through for your people. Amen. So I wanted to briefly talk to you today about redemption. Boy, this topic has been going around in my mind and bugging me over the last few weeks as I've faced, you know, family crisis after family crisis and health crisis and all manner of crisis. I've had different people say to me, um, 
you know, before the baby was born, that they felt convinced that this would be a season of redemption, that God was going to redeem, you know, the past, the past losses that I had in pregnancy, the past, you know, that this somehow was going to be a season of redemption. And I thought about it and I thought, when they said that, I believe that they believed that it would be a season of well, just to be straight, you know, ease. Redemption in our minds equals a season of blessing, a season of things as they should be, good, right, slow, fun. All of those words are words we associate with redeeming something, with redemption. We don't associate redemption with more sorrow or more trials. We don't associate redemption with more despair, more unknowns. But as I have been in this season, it has very much caused me to really kind of narrow my focus and wrestle out this, this thought that I've had of how is this redeeming anything? Is this redeeming anything? Is redemption more than just a cushy season of comfort and getting things the way that we feel that we should get them in the manner that we should get them? And you know, I've come to this very simple conclusion. Yes, redemption is so much more than ease. It is so much more than a peaceful season of things going right. And I have realized that my own view of redemption is so lacking and short-sighted. And this is the beautiful thing about the Christian walk, friends, is when we realize that we don't have the whole picture about something... We aren't supposed to feel shame or like we're dumb or like we're a loser or like God is condemning us. No, we're supposed to be excited that we have been able to perceive a new piece of our spiritual puzzle of life because that's what it is. It's a giant puzzle and as we mature we can fit more of the pieces together and it makes more of a complete picture of who Christ is and who we are and how spiritual things work and so my seeing that my view of redemption was very short-sighted not to mention short-sighted but it also was so lacking. It's like this superficial thing that you never get because it's not what it is. So we miss out. We miss out on so much when we limit the things of God and the things of our spiritual walk to things that make us feel good. When we run from the pain and we run from the sorrow and we run from the seasons of pressing and of tightness and of 
being smushed up against a wall in tight places, we miss out because there is so much more there than just things that make us feel good. And so when I realized that, I didn't feel bad about my lack of of understanding. I felt a great deal of excitement that I was in a position to where I could now see. And I want you to feel that same way. I want you to reject the spirit of shame and contempt from God when you haven't known something or been able to perceive a truth about him or the Christian life, and then you're able to see it. That's not God condemning you. That's not God being disapproving of you. That is God miraculously giving you a gift. So what is redemption in our last four minutes here? Because I'm really trying to wrap the show up in much quicker time frame. To me, my new picture of redemption, which I'm sure isn't complete yet, redemption is a season, and it can be a season of good, but it can also be a season of crisis after crisis like I've just experienced, where I have been put in a position where God has enabled me to see more of my weakness, more of my inability, because when I see my weakness and when I see my inability, when I can clearly see that, then do you know what that means, friend? That means I can see God's availability. If I never can clearly see my own weakness, how can I ever clearly see or clearly know the God that I am so pursuing and so madly going after redemption is redeeming my spiritual senses it's redeeming it's giving me an opportunity to know my god more it is so short-sighted to think of redemption as just ease And if we go back to scripture, we learn again and we can go back and we can say the unfortunate reality, the one we don't like is this life is born of, we're born for trouble. We are going to face hard times. There's no way around that. And so redemption is even in this life of sorrow. There are seasons where I am made to see my absolute inadequacy, my absolute inability. But at the same time that I can see that, I get to see the absolute availability, the power, the presence, the intimacy of my God. Redemption is sometimes being put in a position where I can see God actually carrying me through something. And in order to be carried through something, that is indicative of it needs to be a very hot fire, a very deep water, a very bad situation. Because if it isn't bad, then I don't need to be carried. But if I never need to be carried, 
then I miss out on what it feels like to my soul to know that the God of the universe will step down out of heaven and carry me. To be put in a position where I can actually know that he will carry me, where I am forced to come to the end of myself, that is redemption. Redeeming the time is bringing me into a place where I can truly understand the depths of God's heart towards me, not fully and completely because we never will be able to do that this side of heaven. But we are allowed to gain understanding of his love and his mercy and his presence in our life. And how else will we do that? If redemption didn't mean that there was room for sorrow and trial to be present. Redemption shows us that sorrow and suffering don't have the last word. True redemption offers life that only Christ can give. And it is a life that is above and beyond the physical existence that we have. It is a spiritual maturity. It is a anchored faith in Jesus. So how is this season redeeming for me? How can this season be redeeming for you? If you put redemption in perspective, it can be the most redeeming time. Because redemption, when it is limited to comfort, there's only so much it can give. And it's really a pitiful seconds, like a, a you know, leftover seconds slop on your plate when put in comparison to true redemption, which is the experience of Christ. And when can we experience Christ when the heat is on? So be encouraged this week. Whatever you're facing, whatever situation you find yourself in, choose to trust God. Choose to surrender because he is there and he is present and he is desiring to work mightily in your life. And if you don't know Jesus, I'm begging you, get to know him because there is coming a time where we will all account. And friend, you don't want to spend an eternity away from Jesus. Accept the free gift of his grace and his mercy and become a child of the King. If you have any questions about your faith walk or any prayer requests or questions about how to be saved, you can reach out to me through a private message on Facebook or Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. Tell your friends and family about the show and drop me a comment of encouragement. Let me know what you learned from this episode today. Take care of yourself and I'll see you next time.